You are listening to Andover Airwaves, which is produced by Andover Public Schools in Andover, Kansas. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Andover Airwaves, our podcast about all things Andover Public Schools. I'm your host, Terry Rombeck. We have a fun conversation planned for you today. We have several teaching power couples here in Andover, and we're joined today by one of our most recently added ones. Ashley Hurley is a medical strand instructor at the Andover Center for Advanced Professional Studies. Welcome. Thank you. And her husband, Cole, just started this fall, serving both Andover High and Andover Central High as an industrial arts teacher. Welcome to both of you. Thank you. So we have uh, something like 400 certified staff members in the district, and obviously some are just starting their careers, and some have been teaching for decades. And then we have this other category, which you two kind of fall into, where you were out in industry doing other things, mm-hmm. and then kind of, mid I wouldn't say mid-career per se, but you guys decided you wanted to be teachers. And so I always just find that really interesting, and those conversations are, are kind of fun to have in terms of what, what that experience is like. And so for people who don't know the two of you and your backgrounds, uh, walk me through kind of what you did up until the moment that you decided that teaching was going to be the next step. Ashley, you want to start? Sure. So I am a nurse by trade. Um, and so I've done quite a bit. I, when I got out of college, I was in a hospital for um, a little over a year. I did like a med surge floor. So I had patients that had all sorts of issues. Um, or illnesses. And then I decided I really wanted to do labor and delivery. So I went and helped deliver babies for a while. Uh, And then after our youngest was born, I decided to go work for my OBGYN who actually delivered him. So (laughs) that's cool. I worked with him for about five years and then jumped into school nursing. As the boys started getting older, I was like, man, I need something that's a little bit um, more friendly as far as schedule is concerned. And so I did school nursing for a while and during COVID. So um, once the position opened up for um, med teacher um, for CAPS, I I was like, we'll just try. We'll see what happens. And so here I am. There you go. How about you, Cole? What was your background? Uh, It's a little different than Ashley's. I um, was going to school for, at the time, accounting is what I thought. Um, And then my brother uh, who was working with my dad in our family business decided he was ready to move and so uh, after Ashley and I got married I started to work with for our family business Uh, my grandpa started in 1967 doing sheet metal work and I am third generation now Um, so I've done that for the last 17 years and it's been great. Uh, it's a great business. In fact, I did not close it, just downsized it. And now I run it out of um, a different location mm-hmm. um, in the evenings and weekends. And when the job opened up, I actually saw it on Twitter. Um, I noticed that Mrs. Greer had posted a, an opening. And I graduated from Andover Central in 2003 and decided that maybe this was a good choice for me to kind of step back from running everything in a business and try to teach some youth uh, some of my knowledge. I've noticed that there's a need for uh, more hands-on industrial type work. And so I thought maybe this would be a good chance for me to kind of give some of my knowledge to some some younger 
um, people and hope that they can continue that. And so it's been a lot of fun so far. Yeah. So Ashley, you got the head start by a year into this. Um, you talked a little bit about this, but what was it in particular about CAPS um, and that opportunity that, that spoke to you? And then kind of what was that first year like jumping into this? Yeah. Uh, so for me, um, being a bachelor trained nurse, bachelor trained nurse, um, I have always had the ability and capability to be able to go and teach. So um, it's been on my radar, um, but I honestly, when I was in nursing school, if you had said, hey, you're going to teach 11th and 12th graders a medical program, I would have laughed at you and been like, absolutely not going to happen. <laughs> um, but obviously um, that has changed. Uh, so I think for me, it was just, I wanted a change. I was ready for a change. Um, I think COVID kind of helped me decide I was ready to step away fully from practice and bedside. And so while I'm not necessarily practicing, I still have to use skills. I still have to stay up to date on everything uh, so that I'm teaching my students correctly. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I'm still, pra I'm still practicing just in a different way. Uh, so for me to be able to show my skills and teach the next generation of healthcare workers coming up was a huge, um, I think, thing that like really caught my interest in helping them decide, like, do I really want to do this in like later on as a career or do I really want to go to college for this is something that I wish that I would have had in high school. And so to be able to step in and help them make those decisions now um, has been kind of huge. So, um, and then for my first year, it was chaotic. I don't even know how else to describe it. Um, I was hired on and then Ashley Ebert, we are both medical instructors and we kind of laugh. We were <laughs> kind of laugh about it now, but we are like, we were literally flying the plane while we were trying to build it. We had no curriculum at all. And CAPS is unique in that we don't necessarily have a curriculum that we have to buy, but for medical, like you do have to have some structure and you have to have a plan of what you're going to teach. So um, we literally just, we were literally putting things together as we were teaching. And so it was chaotic. It was just chaotic. I don't, I hope my students didn't notice that. <laughs> um, obviously not. I mean, our numbers like doubled this year, so we must have done something right, I guess. But seems like it, right? It <laughs> seems like it, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And for people who CAPS is still a fairly new program in the yeah. district, and I know people are still learning about it. What's when some, somebody says, oh, you teach for CAPS. What is that CAPS program? How do you describe that to them? And, and especially from the medical side of things, because I do think the medical side, uh, so much of this is exploratory and kids getting a chance to students, I should say, get a chance to um, explore and mm -hmm. experiment. Obviously, within healthcare, there's a little less experimentation because there's a, you know certain things that have to be done to, yeah. to care for patients, that kind of thing. How, so anyway, how do you answer that question of, you know, what is CAPS and what do you guys do? Yeah. So I, I mean, we do agree with like CAPS is a exploratory. So we are letting them explore. Um, they have the opportunity to research their field that they want to go into. Um, we also are flexible. Like if one student's like, I want to be a nurse, but maybe I want to be a hygienist. We give them the opportunity to go and shadow whatever they want. And we try to teach as much as we can to kind of just that basic level of medicine to where hopefully they get a leg up in a program. It also is going to look good on their resumes. So um, 
But yeah, CAPS um, is for, it is the Center for Advanced Professional Studies. And so um, it's, it's not a college prep program. And I know people say that, and like Brian has said that, and students are saying that, um, but we really are about exploring. Um, it is important for these kids to be able to decide is this something I really want to commit my life to? Because in medicine, you have to be committed and you have to have a servant heart. You you have to want to help people. Uh, and I tell my students that all the time, like if this isn't a passion for you and it's not something that you wake up and you're like, I'm excited to do this every day, then you're going to burn out really quickly. Mm-hmm. And so um, just giving them those life experiences and letting them see really what medicine is like. So whichever area they're wanting to go into. So Right. So Cole, you had a year of watching her uh, kind of learn this teaching thing and being around schools and students. Did that in some way help influence you to, to think about doing this yourself? I don't know that it helped influence me. It kind of scared me a little bit because she was every night building, like she said, building the curriculum. Like every night she's on her laptop trying to figure out what they're going to do and continue to, to build it. Um, I guess I kind of thought I would come into a more structured role that has been around since I was here at school. Um, so I, I don't know if it influenced me, but I, I did like the idea of coming, like I said, giving back to my community that where I grew up, I've lived in Andrew my entire life. Um, so it's been, uh, it's been fun and I've got kids. Um, well, we have our high schooler and he's in my class also. (laughs) Um, I have him second hour and some of his buddies are in in the classes that I have. And, and so it's been a lot of fun kids that I've known since they were tiny, um, get to come through and, and I get to help them learn something too. So is that extra pressure? No, not at all. (laughs) (laughs) You're not going to admit to it anyway, right? No, they're they're all good kids. I think too, I kind of, I kind of encouraged him to do the teaching thing because A, I thought he'd be amazing at it, but also in a selfish way, I was like, I'm really tired of being at home in the summer by myself with three boys, and I need dad to be here. <laughs> Fair. Fair, right? So you've, I mean, you're like three months in or something like that, something mm-hmm. like that. And uh, I mean, first impressions, I mean, was it, what's what's similar to what you expected? What's different? Um, I didn't really know what to expect as far as, I, I don't have... A background in a lot of welding. I've done plenty of welding. I did more sheet metal work um, and soldering, which is completely different than what we're teaching at this time. I'd like to implement some more of that um, in the future, but right now I'm just trying to keep my head above water. So sure. we are we are welding and we're doing um, in my advanced classes. We're doing some different projects. We've done projects for teachers, uh, for the community, for about anybody that needs something. Um, that can help my students learn. Um, the intro classes are all what it sounds like. It's all intro to four different types of welding. And I have 73 students, I believe, in intro um, this semester. So it's it's interesting. Uh, but it's a, it's a great learning experience for me as well as for the kids. So for both of you, I'm kind of curious. Both of you know your content areas. Obviously, you've done this professionally. How does that translate into teaching? Because obviously, our, our teachers... It's an art. It's a science. I'm not sure. Maybe it's a combination of that. There's certainly uh, best practices, things like that. Like, how do you immerse yourself in that to try to figure out how am I going to apply, you know, those best practices to what I already know and to get the kids that information? I think for me, it was 
I mean, I've always wanted, it was always between nursing and teaching. So that was kind of where I wanted to be. Uh, and I have still people in my life, mentors, like um, who are who were nurse educators that um, I still talk to. And I think I try to remember like how they taught and what was the best way for me to learn. And um, the good thing about CAPS is it's a lot of hands-on. It's a lot of scenarios and not just talking at the students, but giving them a chance to like show us what they understood. Um, so yeah, I think being able to teach what I love, I mean, I love doing it. And I think it just makes it easy to teach it because it's my, it's my passion. It's what I love. I love nursing. Um, and so being able to show the kids like, and, and really just know that I'm like preparing them for the future and I know what they need, right? Like I, I've been through a nursing program. I haven't been through a med program, but talk to enough doctors and, and med students to know like what we're doing is actually giving them a really good basis and a good foundation. So um, I think I, I try to keep that goal in mind as well. I mean, obviously we're not gonna release these kids and let them go practice. <laughs> when they're out of high school, thank goodness, they're gonna have more time to um, learn, but we're at least giving them something, a foundation to work off of. And I think it's gonna make their med, their med school and their nursing school physical therapy school a lot easier because they have that basis. Does that answer the question? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, so I learned everything I know about metal and soldering and welding and everything from my grandpa and my dad. Mm -hmm. um, I never had any schooling in it per se, um, but they did it their entire lives. And my grandpa passed away about five years ago. And so then it was just my dad and I and I always said I would never hire an employee because I didn't want to teach them. <laughs> Here I am teaching many employees. Right. Um, but this is completely different. I, I, I could not see myself trying to teach an employee how to do what I do as a profession. Teaching these kids the basics and teaching them what it's like to start a project and finish it and see it all the way through is completely more satisfying than me ever teaching an employee how to do something. Um, we recently did a community service project and I brought four of my students out from Metals One and Two to meet the director of the Andover Senior Center here in Andover. And they got to meet her, find out what they wanted. We went back, I showed them how to draw everything out, how to lay it out. They did all the work as far as making some handrails for the Senior Center. And then not only did we make it, I had them bring it out and showed them how to install it and how to finish the project. So they saw from beginning to end, which I would have never had the patience to do for an employee. <laughs> um, I don't know why it's different, but it is just to know that they were able to do it. And the fact that they knew they could do it at that point was very satisfying. So I, I just so anybody wonders, I am taking classes right now because I do have to have a certification. So I'm not just some random person here. <laughs> Teaching their kids. Uh, I do know what I'm doing. I just have to have the paper, piece of paper that shows me or shows everyone that I know what I'm doing. Yeah. So, so. And what, what a cool project. I mean, obviously our community gives back to our schools, but we, we can give back to, to the community. That's such a neat thing. And I'm glad you mentioned sort of the technical piece of that, because um, if somebody's listening to this and they're thinking, well, maybe I've never thought about that. This is something I might want to do. I'm sure that's probably different for different career fields and where people are in their in their. Uh, lives and their careers, but for you guys, what was the kind of the technical piece to get you the ability to do this? So with 
the, our um, non-traditional teachers, we have to have five years of experience in the field, at least as far as my degree, and right. then a certification. And so I am actually a student at WSU Tech in the evenings getting a certification in welding. And that certification makes my teacher's license uh, basically accredited, I, I guess is the right term. Um, Ashley's is a little different than mine, but that's the path that I that I had to take. Yeah, yeah, mine is similar. I mean, I do have the non-traditional teaching license, uh, like Cole has. However, I I've got my degree um, as a BSN, and like I said, we were always told we could we could leadership or teach with that. So I think that is how mine works and how I'm able to do that. Um, and I also am actually looking at going back to school to get my master's of, um, my master's in nurse education. So, um, that is just going to help. I mean, me teach a lot more towards what these kids need as well. Mm -hmm. So, um, and also kind of help to rough out some of those edges that I have, you know, you start practicing and you do things for so long. And so, um, yeah, I'm kind of connects the dots back to, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then, gets you practicing again so yeah and if somebody yeah. is listening to this and just has is curious about um you know what that would take you can certainly call us here at district office it's 316-218-4660 and we'd be glad to connect you with somebody who can kind of explain what that process might look like so i'm curious when you guys go home at night do you compare notes and your days or say hey i did this thing today it worked really well or maybe have you tried this other thing or do you just like want to have a normal life at home well right now <laughs> <laughs> we don't normal. get a whole lot of that time. My <laughs> wife is pretty much a single mom every night because of my schooling. Yeah. And when I get done at school, I'm home for half an hour. And then I head into town and I'm at class for four hours every evening. By the time I get home, our two youngest are asleep and Ashley's ready for the day to be done as well. So we don't Fair. see a whole <laughs> lot of each other this semester. Um, but I do. She's been a gr big help as far as trying to figure out the technical part of all the systems that we use. Um, Power school. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Power school. Um, but she's been very encouraging. Um, anytime I have a question, a concern, um, it's been nice to have somebody who's been through it for a year that I can lean on instead of having to bug someone else um, that has other family and, and things to deal with as well. Sure. Well, I have to say, I think, I mean, without my mentor, I mean, I have Stephen Husky is my mentor and I have to shout out to him because I think he's helped Ashley and I a lot. And so a lot of the things that he was has been teaching us, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't, none of it is sticking. And and then um, as soon as like he started, I was like, oh, I know how to do that. Like it made me feel like I, maybe I did learn something. So his efforts weren't in vain. I have shown her a few things too, though, that she didn't know. It's true. <laughs> it's true. I'm not always like the most tech savvy person. Uh, my boss would tell you that, but um I, I mean, I, I'm not terrible at it, but we do. I mean, there are times that we will talk to each other, especially if we've had like a particularly rough day or a particularly rough situation. Um, we do, we do lean on each other, I think in those times because it's hard. And I know like when he first started out, there were a few times when he was just like, I can't do this. Um, and I was like, you can, you can do it. It's fine. It's going to be fine, <laughs> which is funny because. It's fine is usually what he says, but it's a catchphrase. Um, but he's doing amazing. And I told him just to get through, I think like last year, <laughs> Stephen was like, 
you might actually just need to get to, through the first six months. And then the second semester is going to feel like amazing because you've already done it once. Right. So I, that's what my encouragement has been to him. Like just get through these first six months and then like next semester, you can really start changing things or saying, I didn't like this and doing something different, or I really liked this and making it better. So, um, just trying to encourage them through that because it's hard. Yeah. It's like any job. The first time you do everything, it's going to be harder and it gets yeah. easier from there. I'm sure. Yeah. So. so here's a big picture question. You can take it this wherever you guys want to take it, but what are your favorite moments in, in the classroom? Like what are the moments where you're like, I made the right decision? Hmm. Yes, sir. Yeah. For me, um, I think it has been when I see the students do something and it's like, it clicks. Um, medicine is, is difficult and it all, uh, kind of plays together. And so when they start putting things together and they're, and it's just clicking and you can just kind of see the light bulb go off. I'm like, this is amazing. Um, I love that. And then also another huge highlight has been seeing my past students. I've gotten to see a few of them and they are still on the same path that they were saying, I mean, that they had planned on going and, it's been really good to just get to see them and catch up with them. And then they still will ask me questions like, Hey, do you have recommendations for this? Or can you help me with this? Um, and so I love that. I love getting to see them and talk to them and catch up. Like, I think the kids in general have just been my, have just been my joy. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I'd say it's pretty similar to me for me. Um, a student saying they can't do something because they try the first time and just can't do it. And welding is not something everybody can do. Um, like I said, I have 73-ish students in intro and not everybody's going to be a welder. Uh, but when a kid is, gets frustrated or just says they can't do it and I keep encouraging them to try and try a different way to do it, try a different angle, try something different. And when they get excited and bring it to me and show it to me, and say, look at this, look what I did. And just the, it's just really neat to see. And it's not even just the welding. I have a student who will come in and show me his artwork and it is his passion and it's amazing. And it's, I just like to encourage him to do whatever he wants to do. It's creative. It's, which is part of what my class is, is creativity. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's really neat to just see the, the joy in students and, and what they can accomplish when they try or when they want to or willing to try. And I think for me too, I mean, I'm with my kids for two and a half hours every day. And so they kind of become family um, almost when they move out the next semester. So they go to med two. It breaks my heart a little bit because I start, I start to love them and they grow on me and then Ebert gets them and (laughs) it makes me sad. I mean, happy for her, but sad for me. Um, We just, we all get, I mean, we get pretty close. So. Yeah. And you guys alluded to this earlier a little bit, but um, what does this mean to be doing this in your own community? I mean, you, you're not, you live here, your your boys go here, you've got kids at each of our building levels. So you, you pretty much experience the entire Andover Public Schools offerings there. Well, you've been here forever. Yeah, and, and, well, you've been here for much longer. So Yeah, so I started in kindergarten uh, back when there was only four schools in Andover. Um, so I started at Andover Primary School and we have a son in second grade, Sunflower, a son at seventh grade at Andover Central Middle School and then a sophomore at Andover Central High School. And what's neat is our sophomore has teachers that I had in high school that are still there. And it's just, 
need to be able to give back to, like I said, a community that's given me so much and it's a great community to raise our kids in. Um, mm -hmm. We decided when we had Gage, before he started any schooling, we weren't moving. They were gonna stay in the same school, they were gonna stay in the same district and have that home. We may not live in the same house that <laughs> sure. we, you know, we've been in, I think, four different homes in Andover <laughs> at this point, but it's always been home and it'll always be home. It'll always be somewhere that they can come back to. Uh, my parents live in the same house that my dad built before I was born. So it's, we have a lot of roots here and uh, it's just nice to be able to, like I said, give back. So. I think it shows too that we're invested. Obviously, we're not going anywhere. Um, Hundred percent invested. Uh, we're both probably in over our heads. Not only are we teachers, but he is president of, of Booster at Andover Central, and I'm vice president. And so, um, we're super invested in this district, and I think it's an amazing district. And I think what district leadership is doing here is amazing. And um, I couldn't be more proud to work for Andover. So. I would like to say that our district leadership worked very hard to get me into this position. I was not the easiest candidate for them to choose <laughs> because of working for myself. I didn't have to have the certification that, that everybody would need. And they worked very hard and worked uh, with me and encouraged me through the whole situation because at times it was frustrating because I didn't really know what path we were going to take. Sure. And principals at both high schools since I worked with them have been amazing. Um, principals and assistant principals. Everybody's been very encouraging, very helpful in every way. Um, it's been it's been a lot of fun. It has. And we've known, I, the majority of the admins we've known for, for years off and on. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, it's fun to work alongside of them now too. That's cool. I love the fact that we have both like Andover and Central Kids mm -hmm. and it's like amazing to see how they like yeah, how they interact. Mm -hmm. There's not like there's not this like competitive yeah, there is. There is, but it's it's not the type of like compet it's not it's never malicious. It's right. it's all fun and I wish parents could sit and watch their kids interact with each other from like across lines, I guess. Cause it's amazing to watch yeah. them and watch them like work on something together and create this project that's amazing that um, yeah, it just, it blows my mind. Cause usually you would think like districts, different schools would, you know, have that clash and they don't, it's, it's been really cool to get to witness that. That's a good point. Cause there are very few people in the district who, who get that perspective of, of representing yeah. both schools All former and first you guys are two of the, yeah. two of the very hand, few handful that are and like that. Like I said, it's just so cool to watch that because mm -hmm. I have two like big football players and they're opposite and they're, they're just, it's just really good to watch that they're very complimentary of each other and lift each other up. And yeah. Well, thanks to both of you for the conversation. This was a lot of fun and I wish you the best with your, getting your teaching careers going here in Andover. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. So that does it for another episode of Andover Airwaves. Thanks for listening. If you have a topic that you'd like us to explore in the podcast, please shoot us a note at info at usd385.org. Hope you have a great day.